1: You want it, you know you want it, and you know you want it when the rooster is celebrating a birthday cock-a-doodle-doo. Happy birthday to you, Chris Russell. Say hi to everybody.
2: Thank you, everybody. Thank you, you, Pedro. I don't know about celebrating a birthday when you're 49 and you feel every bit of 69. Whoa. Whoa. Ho, ho. That
1: number's on the brand <laughs> for a reason. Ha! <laughs> Just saying.
2: Not any good reason.
1: Uh- <laughs> By the way, uh, I did, you know, I I, I hemmed and hawed, and I knew at some point if I brought, I, I I couldn't decide whether I wanted to bring cookies or a cake for your birthday. Uh-huh. And I knew if there was cake left over after uh, because it's got sugar in it, I knew you were, you were not likely to take the remainder of it home. <laughs> so I thought about you from that standpoint. I second of all, that. second of all, I thought about the shows that follow us. Uh-huh. Like we don't want to leave the cake here in the studio, right. And burden it with everybody else. So I went the next best thing and I bought oatmeal raisin cookies well, was to very, celebrate I, your I birthday. I didn't
2: realize that was for me, but I appreciate like, that. That's you know, very... for our
1: team. It's for it's for me, you, and Matt first, right. and then then the other. Hombres, I, all right, as so, part of our right. facility, can come in and get the remainder of them.
2: It's very kind of you. I appreciate that. Is that from Christopher's?
1: That is indeed ah, from Christopher's. Ah,
2: see? How, how I, about it? How did I, I know pay attention. Uh, very disappointing oatmeal raisin cookie story that I'll tell you, and then we'll get into the disaster that was the Commander's. So a couple of weeks ago when I went to Canton, Ohio, right, I took Tyler shopping the, not the last day I was, uh, yeah, actually was the last day I was there. We went to the local supermarket. I got the best looking. They called them butter oatmeal raisin cookies. Ooh, that sounds and sexy. They looked so moist, I guess is the best way I can
1: <laughs> describe it as.
2: Pete, they looked, they were glistening with terrible things for you, I'm sure. But Love it I'm when sure, it glistens. I'm sure they would just melt in your mouth. So what happened was I put them on top of the refrigerator at their house, right, so that the dog wouldn't get to them. And somehow, someway, somebody brought them down to the counter after I left, and the dog ate them all. Oh, disaster. I didn't, I didn't get one. Neither did Tyler. And they cost me like eight bucks. But the dog got 12.
1: Disaster, my friend. Yeah. Just like the commanders dropping a deuce in celebration of your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> they knew it was that's, Russell's birthday. That's one way but, to describe it. But again, Russell hit it on the head. He said they were going to be 1-1 one one after two games, and damn it if they didn't make him a profit. If you'd have bet on the line yesterday with, like, over 300 yards, seemingly in the blink of an eye, you'd have been a profit as part of a parlay yesterday. My goodness. You, I mean look it, it's I mean I went back and watched it on tape because obviously I wasn't home for most of the game uh and watching it on tape where you can stop things and go back and and stuff like that I can usually pull I can usually pull certain things that I see from schematics and stuff like that mm-hmm. that are glaring and you're like okay well that's why that broke down or that's why that broke down Chris it was a it was a substantial unit wide breakdown. You know, just like everybody look, everybody's trying to make Jamin Davis the scapegoat. This is not on Jamin Davis. No. This is on every dude taking defensive snaps right now. If there was one individual def-
2: If there was one individual defensive player
1: that played well yesterday, it was Jamin Davis. He was at least putting effort in to try and get to people. And again, and and I I wanna be I never will ever call out effort because right. I didn't see I didn't see loafs, Chris. I didn't see loafs yesterday from the Washington defense. I just saw flawed execution and flawed scheme. Maybe, maybe again, lack of focus, you see DeAndre Swift laying on the ground. Don't just assume he's going to stay on the ground. Somebody, if you're running, what do football coaches tell you defensively all the time? We need 11 dudes running to the football. Mm -hmm. He laid on the ground for like a second and a half, almost two full seconds, then got up, then cut all the way across the field. And it seemed like the only guy that's trying to run him down is Donovan Jeter, the kid that just got here, because he had to play. Because I think John Allen, look, first of all, John Allen is a man's man. I think that groin was hurting a lot more then he was leading on, but that's what John Allen does. He wants to be out there with his guys because he's a leader, okay? And how do you lead? You lead by example. I, am, I, am I injured or am I hurt? There's a difference. If you're one, you don't suit up and play at all. If you're the other, you're out there trying to bust your ass to help your team, especially in a situation like they were in yesterday. But yesterday was a perfect example to call them out for their mismanagement of the offseason with Settle and ionitis and we can argue technique and whether one guy was, you know, better suited to help what they were trying to do than the other sure. We can we can argue that part of it if you want. If that's the excuse they want to talk about for letting those two men walk out the door. But yesterday, you had Payne and Allen in terrible situations. They wanted Allen on a snap count, but they couldn't afford to take him out of the game because they didn't have capable people to take those snaps, you got Wise hurt. You got Two Hill hurt. I mean, it's it was... That was the killer right there. Absolutely. Losing
2: Wise, I think, second series of the game and then yeah. Two Hill shortly after because it affected your ability to put James Smith-Williams at least inside to take some right. of those inside snaps, which we talked about on Friday as a potential thing that they had to do or maybe do. And because... Like Donovan Jeter just got here like last week, like last Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what is it? Benning Potowai? Uh <laughs> Did I say that name right? It's pretty close. Uh, some, yeah. Somewhere pretty close. I watched a bunch of tape on him at Washington in 2019. He's been with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When they promoted him on Saturday, I thought he was going to be active. Maybe over Donovan Jeter, it turned out that wasn't they promoted him just as a eh, maybe we might need this and then they didn't activate him but then not having uh, not having federian mathis they knew that having jonathan allen banged up they knew that having donovan jeter who just got here 4 days ago they knew that but not having James Smith-Williams to be able to kick inside so that Casey Hill and Shaka Tony and F.A. Obata could man the end spots, along with Montez Sweat, that all just came to roost. There is no doubt that they are thin, they are injured, they are banged up, they are, and like you said, losing, settle, losing, now settles hurt, hurt already for the Buffalo Bills, and Ionitis, whatever, I... I I mean, he he wasn't the same player the last couple of years in this scheme. He hated it here. He was miserable under Jack Del Rio and, and uh and the fire defensive coach um Sam Mills. But not having all of those guys absolutely hurt them and especially it hurt them, I think. On the 50 yard run by DeAndre Swift, where Daron Payne just gets absolutely manhandled by the right guard. And remember, that's a Detroit Lion offensive line that is missing three starters yeah. in the interior. Left guard and center, Ragnow, and uh, I forgot the other kid's name, went out this week. The right guard, the kid that used to play in Philadelphia, has already been yep. out, and they are missing three interior line starters. And they mauled them on that one play because Deron Payne was the only guy with a chance, a legitimate chance. I know Kendall Fuller came in late uh, and was you know, playing off of his corner position and made a desperate attempt, didn't work, what have you. But that was the only chance to stop that play because... Deron Payne was, again, manhandled, blocked, and pushed out of the gap and and slid over. And there was nobody else there to kind of recover and to fill that lane or fill that. I don't know if that's a a blown assignment. I don't know. All I know is nobody was there. And then there was another drive, Pete. And I think it was... I think it may have been the DeAndre Swift 22-yard touchdown fall and run, which we're going to get into a little bit more. You already touched on it. It may have been another touchdown drive. It may have been the second Amon Ra-St. Brown touchdown. Oh, by the way, how how good is he? How good? W- Boy, we t- we talked al- about that on the show was a radio last sh- week. If only yep. there was a radio show that spent a lot of time talking about Amon Ra-St. Brown versus Ben St. Juice and the horrible Commanders cornerbacks. If only there was a radio show. Instead, we're going to praise and promote every other radio show, uh, Neil Greenberg, uh, instead of like this one that actually delivers the goods every day. Uh, but anyway, j- 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 just going to say, uh, <clears throat> and I'm not trying to cut anybody down that we work with. I'm just saying, I mean, like, <laughs> hello, we're here. We're, we're We're here every day. We're here every day. And we give you three hours of great content and smarter content than you're going to find anywhere. Anyway, that being said, that being said, they, there was one drive where they ran the ball down their throat, right down the middle of the de- – right down the heart of the defense, and they were picking up chunks of yardage. And I think that was, again, the DeAndre Swift 22-yard fall-down catch, run, whatever, uh, touched it. But, but there were three or four plays where they went right up the gut and right at them. And you could just see the commanders had n- not only no answer, but – they were just gassed from being on the field the entire first half, not being able to get off the field with the exception of a fourth down, getting zero help from their offense. And this is all big picture, 360-degree view type stuff. But, Pete, it it did not look good. And if they're this winded and this thin and this exhausted and this worn down two weeks into the season, what have you said all offseason about Philadelphia and Dallas? Yeah. And then Derrick Henry, and I'm not sure Tennessee is going to be good this year. As a matter of fact, I don't think they're going to be great at all, and they're already off to a bad start. We'll see more tonight. Philadelphia, Dallas, Tennessee, and then even Chicago's been a little plucky here. Okay? More plucky than I thought yeah. they were going to be. But Philadelphia, Dallas, Tennessee. What do you think they're going to do? What do you think they're going to attack?
1: Well, you know what Philadelphia's going to attack. Philadelphia's going to... Sledgehammer you with the run, and then they're going to dare you to cover AJ Brown, right? Because but, but, they've shown I mean, they showed us that last week, and hell, they haven't even they haven't even really schemed up to get Devontae Smith into uh, the passing right. portion of the game even as a of yet.
2: Physical hammer you type team, right? They're going to run. Basically, like the DeAndre Swift style run, a one cut counter right. cut back, just like you saw into yesterday, into a huge a tunnel, into yeah. a huge hole, is the type of run they're going to hit you with. It's not like they're going to Derrick Henry
1: you to death and just, you know, just I mean, ram you up the look, middle. I mean, here's the here's the here's the only question that matters this week, quite frankly, is what is Ron waiting on on Jack Del Rio? Ooh. What what is Ron waiting on? It's either it's either scheme or it's team. It's not just Jamin Davis. It's it's eleven dudes. It's it's other dudes that they're big and, and even um, I think it was Defoe talked about it in the locker room in that first half. Oh yeah, he, he mentioned scheme. And they said that it was almost like Detroit knew exactly everything they were doing. I don't so, know if
2: that's the smartest thing for Derek Forrest to say as I don't a care. Year player. I don't but, care. But it was interesting. Be
1: honest. Call it out. It was out. revealing. Somebody's got to call it out. Yeah. You know? It was and, revealing. and the players, look, if the, pl- the players are the ones playing the game, Chris, they know whether they're being put in the best of situations. Okay? They know. They're the ones that play the game they're the ones that run out on the field whose reputations are on the line believe me if they if they think something is is malodorous they're going to call it out right now could you keep it more internal maybe and and go to the coaches or go to coach rivera and say hey you know coach we're we're just we, we're we're not being put we're doing it what we're doing it like you all are telling us to do it and we're getting exposed out here we're getting run over we're getting thrown over right i mean the, the by the way creativity to detroit uh, the use of Amon Ross St. Brown yesterday, oh. uh, sensational. Uh, that the handoff that ended up going for fifty-eight. Yep. Uh, just, another, ad, little, end just another little Just another little wrinkle on the yep. jet there. I mean, and, really, and,
2: and that was a play that he said, Amon Ross St. Brown said, we just put that in this week, yeah. so they weren't prepared for That's it. They I, had and, never seen that. Right. And he's not. I, I, I think he's talking in kind of metaphors here, but he was like, he he said he heard them go, oh bleep. When, when they realized he had the ball. yeah, I don't know if
1: that's true or not. But, dude, he got the edge. I mean, he got the ball and got the edge in in no time. There yes. was like everybody was stuck in concrete. Yep, Absolutely. Okay. So, again, it's either scheme or it's the personnel that you've brought in here that you're responsible for. Then Now, they're not responsible for everybody. There were a couple of people along the line that were here before they got here. But if it's not scheme, it's team. And... To me, that was a unit-wide breakdown by the defense yesterday. It's not just calling out a young second-year linebacker. It's not calling out Cole Holcomb because we knew coming into the season their depth at linebacker was going to be challenged. They keep moving people around at that spot, just hoping one of them. They're, Chris, they're hoping. They're, they're hoping on defense right now. They're not scheming up defense. They're just hoping on defense that what they're sending out there is going to work. And right now... It's not working. And it's and and it's not close to working. Right. That's the disappointing thing. So Ron and Ron and Jack have got to come up with something completely different than what they've been doing, make some significant alterations to what they're doing, or they need a new voice in there right. that's planning the defense.
2: I think I think what what we should do what we should do is at, at ten o'clock take all the calls on whether they should fire Jack Del Rio right here, right now. For right now, I would say this: it was another atrocious performance. But even me, and I know I defend coaches a lot, so I guess I'm going to be the guilty person here. I can't sit here and tell you 100. percent This is all on Jack. I can't tell you that. I- I'm not like that. I'm not wired that way. And I'm not saying you're saying that, but the fans are, and many pundits are. I mean, that- okay, so. What, what what I refuse to do though is single handedly like you're saying they sh- they they hung Jamin Davis out to dry and that was the public face of the struggles last week. That's probably that, not fair to hang Jack
1: not, out to dry either. No, it's
2: not fair to Jamin Davis last week, but it sure as hell ain't fair also to Jack to be to be blunt. One hundred percent. Because players play, and here's what I know. You know what I know? William Jackson the Third sucks. That's what I know. William Jackson the Third, no offense, I'm sure he's a nice guy, has been a complete bust. You know what I also know? Kendall Fuller makes some plays, also gives up a touchdown every game, almost. Okay? You know what I know? They can't play man press, which is what William Jackson the Third and Benjamin St. Juice did in both Cincinnati and at Minnesota, because Kendall Fuller can't play man press. You know what I know? They don't have enough linebackers. You just chronicled that. Everybody blames the linebackers. The linebackers are a big part of the problem. Guess what, guys? As we keep preaching every week, it is the secondary, it is the linebackers, and it is the overpriced, overpaid, overhyped, overstuffed down your throat defensive line that is there sometimes and makes some big splash plays like they did last week in a lot of cases and was virtually invisible, virtually invisible. And that means sweat. That means pain. That means Allen, as hard as it was on a, on a, on a, on a ham, uh, on Ryan. a groin or whatever that means. And I know they're without chase young. I got it. Listen, stop boiling it down to one person or one unit. The whole entire operation is overrated, overhyped, Overstuffed down your throat, underperforming and is soft and is soft. the only area that I might go, hey, you know what? they're doing okay, they're trending in the right direction, one area safety that's it that's it that's it. The only area that's it and and even that is far from great. We saw Bobby McCain flopping around like a fish a couple of times yesterday, including on the DeAndre Swift. 3rd and 15. Oh, and by the way, here's one area where I will criticize Jack. And I said this live on this station yesterday, in-game with Denton Day. I said it afterwards. I said it on my podcast. I'll say it now to you. On 3rd and 15, on 3rd and 15, why are we blitzing, we, why are they blitzing both Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb Along with three defensive linemen, so you get five-man heat, Mm -hmm. okay? On third and 15, you're blitzing both linebackers. Guess what happened? The entire middle level of the defense, nobody was there. Because everyone else is in man coverage with their back turned to golf and in coverage and up the field, while DeAndre Swift catches a ball, a little screen over the hand of Deron Payne. Maybe he tipped it, maybe he didn't. I don't know. Did get a hand on it. Balls down sitting on his ass, packing his suitcase for wherever Detroit's going next week because I know they're not home. I, I think they're in Minnesota next week. I, yeah, they are in Minnesota uh, because, I yes, they are in Minnesota. And then decides to get up and Bobby McCain's like, ah! and let me come over here at the last minute and try and make a tackle. And it, No, no, no. If you didn't blitz both linebackers on 3rd and 15, 3rd and 15, this wasn't 3rd and five third and 15.
1: Chris he got up. He was in the outer third of the field on the near side. He ran across the he got up, ran across the field and was virtually untouched. Untouched. If 11 dudes are running to the football, that should be impossible even for a guy like DeAndre Swift to get up off the ground and run across the field. That is what again, I I want to go back and I might even dump the 499 or I could sign up for the free trial this week just so I can get the all 22 because I have to see where everybody was on that play to see how there was nobody in the area of one of the key football players on the other team. Every snap, you have to account for DeAndre Swift. Every snap, every snap, somebody's got to know where he's at. Every snap. Did, um, they, did they know so, where but, he was at? Uh, no. Amonra <laughs> St. Brown. Yeah. You have to know where he's at. Every did, snap. Did they know where he was at? Didn't seem to be. No, nah. Didn't seem to be.
2: But it's all, I, I mean, it's all Jack Del Rio's
1: fault. I think our guys were hitting up the pawn shop going to see my man Les Gold on the 8-mile. They must have been. That was a great show, by the way. Les Gold, his kid, his son, his daughter used to fight with each other all the time about deals they were making over there on the 8-mile. I always said, if we ever played a game back in Michigan, I wanted to go to the 8 Mile to see that TV show where they had the pawn shop. But clearly, our guys were shopping at the pawn shop of the 8 Mile yesterday because they weren't tackling anybody. They didn't know where DeAndre Swift was. They didn't know where Amonra St. Brown was. They made Jared Goff look like another 16 out there yesterday. Len Dawson, Joe Montana, you name the great 16s that have played quarterback. Jared Goff looked like him yesterday. Because the Washington defense had a total breakdown yesterday in that contest. And it's sad. Sad to see. Because even as questionable as the other side of the field was yesterday, if the defense just had a pulse and played complimentary football, they still should have had a chance to win the game. But it was organizational failure. We'll get into more of the organizational failure of this game when we return. 301-230-0980. Jay Gruden joins us at 10 right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free. Be with us all day. You're going to get it broken down every which way to Sunday. And, of course, your contributions as well right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.
0: well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise
1: with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com that's right what becomes of the broken-hearted washington was definitely broken-hearted yesterday because this was organizational failure yesterday okay if my analytics guy tells me to to do what ron rivera did yesterday and i understand i understand the result if you get it and what it does for you but the other half of the question is if it doesn't work for you never chase points until you have to And as it as it turned out, I mean, they didn't even they got the touchdown. They did. They couldn't even. They didn't even have a chance because Sly kicks the extra point wide right. I mean, that that if that was not the if if the samurai sword had not been plunged through the heart before that. The samurai sword went through the heart when Joey Sly pushed the extra point wide, right? So the ensuing outside kick didn't mean a thing. By the way, this is going to get
2: absolutely no coverage anywhere for the most part, 98% most part. How awful were the special teams from start to finish yesterday? How? I kept telling you people. I kept telling you. I said this back in training
1: camp about Nate Katzer. I mean, if it's not Nate, then they got to get... Better people yeah, out there. I don't
2: know if it's Nate Katzer. I mean, because nobody even knows see, here's the thing. Commanders fans don't even know who Nate Katzer is. They they have no idea because he's not important to them. Special Teams was brutal all day long yesterday. Times a million from kickoff returns by Dax Milne, please stop please stop i know you have no choice when it, you fielded it at the 3 i got it it was still bad it was still a bad operation when you fielded it at the 3 here's what i don't want anybody on the commanders to do ever any kickoff that goes into any part of the end zone please, take a knee man please i'm begging you take a knee you suck You're not good at it at all. Screamed about it all preseason. I asked Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew, and they said, well, you know, we're not playing our regular guys. Guess what? You're playing our regular guys, and you still suck. You're still terrible. And Joey Sly, great interview that I had with him. You were out that one particular night. We had Joey Sly for 18, 19 minutes. He was awesome. Awesome. So I feel bad for saying this. Dustin Hopkins was a great guy, too. Pete, I need my place kickers to make their extra points. 50-yard field goals-ish, terrible weather, bad snaps, off snaps, whatever. I can live with some of that. I know it's harder to kick extra points nowadays. I got it. I understand. It went from what what it used to be, a 19-yard kick or whatever it was, to a 35-yard, 34-yard kick or whatever it is. I get it's harder. It's not that hard. If you're an NFL place kicker, if you're an NFL special teams operation, from the long snapper to the holder to the kicker, it's not that hard. I mean, it, and, and yet I see it all across the board.
1: You know, I mean, you got guys running into each other out there, and I mean, it's just. And I mean, look, how does you know Christian Watson's got to get that ball uh, downed inside the five? You know, when they have a chance to get oh for uh, 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 get that yeah, yeah. Or not, no for what or Christian, what the the Chris the. Uh, the corner that was down on special teams yesterday, oh, the first, Christian Holmes. Christian Holmes. Yeah. rather. got my Christians mixed up. Um, though I am a Christian, so I don't don't mix that up. But they got to get Tress gets that ball down inside the five. You got a chance to get Detroit down inside the five. You know, in their opening possession, and you don't you don't you don't pin them back. You do, you have a chance to at least get some early momentum on the field position. And by the way, Fox, their punter, dude. The couple of times they did get them backed up. That guy kicked Detroit out of serious trouble mm-hmm. twice, mm-hmm. a 59-yarder and a 56-yarder that flipped the field significantly when it looked like Washington's probably taken over somewhere between the 40 and yep. 50. Averaged 55 and a half yards and, a kick. And they end up taking off, you know, back of the 32 yep. because, as you said, Milne just whether there's no blocking in front of him or he's just not right. capable of it, getting up the field.
2: I, I should point out, it's not just on Dax And I think you pointed that out throughout the preseason that, hey, you know what? It's not just on the returner, and and you're absolutely right. I mean, if here's, you, if here's, you've
1: got those Hawaii blue jerseys in your face, yeah. that's not your problem. Right.
2: Here's what I know. Last year, it wasn't that much of a problem for DeAndre Carter, right? Yep. Whoever they tried in the preseason outside of one guy, Matt Cole, it was a complete poop show, an epic poop show every time they return kicks. And, again, I looked Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew in the face at the end of camp, at the end of the preseason, and I said, how concerned are you guys about the special teams operation as a whole? They lost several key coverage guys from last year, DeShazer Everett, Troy Apke, so on and so forth. I said mishmash guys all over the place. Fine, whatever, that happens. you got to deal with that. I said the place kicker stunk the entire preseason, stunk the entire offseason program. Every time I was out there was missing field goals, missing extra points left and right, really field goals, left and right. Uh, And on top of that, you let your returner go for no reason really at all other than you didn't want to pay him. And, oh, by the way, he's got two touchdowns for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily as a kick returner, but oh by the way, um just pointing that out. Quality of the weapon though. Yes. Shows the quality of the weapon. The versatility absolutely. And they said, "No, we you know, we are fine. We're not concerned. Just like they're not concerned about the run defense. They're not concerned about the run defense. They're concerned about injuries and a lack of depth. They're not worried about the run defense. They're not concerned about the pass defense. Here's the problem. Here's the problem, guys. Boys and girls, Matty, you can cut this up to a promo because it's going to be good. Okay? Start being concerned! Your team does not play with any urgency. Your team does not play with their hair on fire. Your team does not play like they absolutely have to have it. There are times where you play that way. The first drive of the third quarter yesterday— The first two drives of week one. The last two drives of week one. So I can't say you never play with any sense of urgency. But you know what you don't do? You don't play with enough urgency. You don't play with your hair on freaking fire like the Lions did. You don't play like it means the world. I'm sorry you don't. That's the way it comes off. I don't question effort, but I do question... I do question urgency. I do question how much it matters. I do question, you know what I question? Everyone throwing bouquets of flowers at them oh you guys won week one you guys are the world champs you guys won this freaking super bowl and then taking the commander's cruise through windsor to detroit and showing up like you've been on vacation for a week and to say showing up that would be kind because you didn't show up you sucked in the first half every single one of you all three phases you all blew chunks all over yourselves, y'all you barfed all over the floor at Ford Field. Every last damn one of you, every one of you, drove me crazy. Sorry. The best I had to part get that off my chest. The
1: best part is if you take that cruise from Windsor to Detroit, it's not going to cost you five thousand dollars. But remember to take your passport if you want to do that fair uh, right now. So but
2: you know what I'm you know what I'm getting at, right? I mean, did 100%. they play like they had any no. sort of sense of urgency? And why do
1: you think Detroit does?
2: Well, I mean, first of all, I why think do you Dan think, Cam- okay. I think Dan Campbell's a a way 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 tougher coach and more demanding coach based on what we were able to see in Hard Knocks and based on what I know about Dan Campbell and people that know him and what I observed all last year. And what did I tell you all last year? What did I tell you when the schedule came out? That team is not good. They're not good enough. But they play their asses off. Well, but And you can see, it. That's, what you separates, can see though,
1: it. that's what separates the teams that win. They play with a sense of urgency. Okay? Joe Barry's guys last night played – and look – I don't know what the hell it is about the Green Bay Packers where they mail in that opener. Okay. They mail in that opener of 17. Yeah. And you know me. It's probably because they don't play very you much. You only in the get preseason. 17 games, yeah. man. You can't afford it. And then they run out. They go, oh, win 13 of the next 15. Okay. 13 of the next 16, whatever. But they played with a greater sense of urgency on defense last night because I'll give the Bears this the Bears were scrappy defensively, through about the first two and a half quarters last night, Aaron Jones continues to be one of the most underrated players in the game. But just like yesterday, just because the world doesn't know much about DeAndre Swift or Amonra St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson, if you don't cover them, if you don't play with a sense of urgency to bring them to the ground, then they look like superstars because they are professional football players as well. Jared Goff looked like an above-average quarterback. He looked like the quarterback that actually quarterbacked the Rams to the Super Bowl yesterday because you let him. Because you let him. And while your defense was sucking, the offense was equally sucking in the first half, and that turned out to be a huge problem. We'll examine that part of it in the autopsy coming up after Russell tells us what's trending.
2: Uh, speaking of autopsy, the Commanders were carved up in Motown yesterday here on a Motown Monday, thirty We're pouring over it with you. Jay Gruden joins us coming up for touchdown at 10 in 20 minutes right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Meanwhile, injuries, of course, in the fallout will be a big part of it. The Commanders will get an advanced look at their next opponent tonight on Monday Night Football in the traditional time slot at Lincoln Financial Field hosting the Eagles will Kirk Cousins, Kevin O'Connell, and the 1-0 Minnesota Vikings who spanked around the Green Bay Packers in the game Pete was just referring to. Again, that's the traditional Monday nighter. Before that, uh, right around 7 o'clock or so in Buffalo, it'll be the 1-0 Bills who crushed the Super Bowl champion Rams about 11 days ago against the 0-1 Tennessee Titans who somehow lost their season opener at home to the now 2-0 New York Giants. Speaking of the New York Giants again two and zero. They lead the uh, NFC uh, East with that record pending the result of the Eagles game. Graham Gano with a fifty six yard game winning go ahead field goal against his former team to provide Big Blue the winning margin. Nats lose to Miami yesterday, unable to sweep the series. And that's what's trending right here on the Team Nine Eighty in the Odyssey app.
1: Take a good look at my face. That's what I tell Jack Del Rio when he walked into the facility today. Because, you know, if you want me to keep being your D coordinator, we got to play better. <laughs> Plain and simple. Let's get some phone calls. Should we in here. be
2: playing Motown Monday music after they were mauled in Motown?
1: Well, is that rubbing it, it
2: in our audience's of, face?
1: Kind of fits with the theme, doesn't right, it? Exactly. I you mean, I,
2: I say we just keep going because, listen, there's one thing this show doesn't do, and I'll shut up in a second here and we'll go to the calls. One thing this show, you would say whatever you want about me. I talk too much, whatever. I, I stumble, I stutter all over the place. I'm an idiot. Whatever. There's one thing this show doesn't do. It's hide from the truth. We tell you the truth. Tell you the truth. You may not want to hear it, but we tell you the truth.
1: Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. That's how you get to us at WrestleMania six two one at Pete Metters. That's how you do it. Get your opinions known to us. We start things off with Johnny in D.C. What's up, Johnny? Johnny, going going? Good morning. There you go. What's go up, ahead, John? Johnny.
2: Hey, how you guys doing?
3: Yeah, we're good. Go ahead. Man. Hey, good, good morning. Hey, I uh, uh, just wanted to say happy birthday to Chris. Also, oh,
2: thank you. Appreciate it. Uh,
3: all right, now that we got the pleasantries out of the way, uh, oh man, this game! Oh man, like you said, like you guys have been saying all morning, man. They we got beat up on all three at all three levels, all three phases of the game: special teams, offense, defense. Everybody's got to take this one. We can't. You can't spot a team twenty-two points and expect to win. You just cannot do that. It can't happen. Uh, and to be honest with you. This team has been looking the same since Rivera took over. And if you really want to go there, I be you can say him and his staff, it goes back to Carolina. They've been playing. He's been coaching the same way since then. And I didn't really understand the hire. I mean, I understood that he was supposed to be a, a disciplinarian and so forth in the third. But as far as this, his coaching and his coach's play calling and his ability to step in and, and – and, and, I expected him to be a defensive guy. This this defense is oh man, I can't even. We we showed up for part of the game. I would say maybe what three possessions. Everybody, I, I I just I don't I can't believe it. I mean, we had such a high high on week one to come back and play this way on week two is just ridiculous. I I don't know. They got they definitely can't play that way this week. Yeah. I hope. Like you said, they, they have this sense of urgency to come practice and they do something different, but I really can't see how. I don't, I don't, I can't give the coaches, I can't blame the players because the coaches picked them. They, 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 the ones who decided this team, they decided that I haven't seen a place where we, anyone could say Ron Rivera was interfered with any of his time here. So he picked the staff. He stuck with Rivera even after, I mean, he stuck with, uh, the defensive coordinator, even after all the scandal and all that foolishness, and then to come in and then stick up the joint week, week two like this—it's it, it, just ridiculous, man.
2: Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate that, it. appreciate, appreciate it. the good thoughts and the good call, uh, Pete. I'll, I'll I'll just I'll just say this: people forget how bad that Carolina defense was the year Ron got fired, and even into the previous year before that. Now, granted, Cam got hurt right in 2018, Cam got hurt early in that year, so the defense was asked to do a lot, and I think McCaffrey got hurt as well. Maybe maybe not. I'd have to go back and check that out. I know McCaffrey was hurt in 2019, uh, but the defense was brutal for Carolina in 2019. Remember what the then Redskins under Bill Callahan did uh, after Jay got fired Thanksgiving weekend when when they just rolled into Charlotte and ran all over them with Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis. Remember that? And they were down 14-0 yep. in that game quick. Remember how bad that Carolina defense was the last, certainly the last season that Ron was there? Again, just just pointing out. Just because that's your area of expertise doesn't mean that you're going to be good on that side of the ball.
1: Let's go to line three, our man Little. What's up, Little? Oh, man. Thank you, Jim, for taking
4: my call. Happy birthday, big fella. Thank
1: you, little. Appreciate man, look, you. I, give, me, give me
4: 30 seconds, Jim. I know we got a lot of people Shoot. on the line. Man, the defense, they came out there. Yeah, they played a couple of possessions, man, but they got gas. And, and I played defense in high school. I'm going to tell you, man, them three and outs we had, man, it really hurt us. But this is what I'm trying to say about Nob Turner. Please, Mr. Turner, if you hear me, man, get some tempo going, man. They come in this they come in this city with this soft mentality, man. This, this we always been a running, running football city first. We always like to see Riggo get up in there, man, and put his helmet up in a linebacker's chest. Oh come on, man. We we not used to this softness. And it's and it's, and guess what? It's contagious. It's contagious. It's running off to the players. They have they begin to have a soft mentality. Some of sometimes they come up with a big hit, I notice, but when you gas, man, you supposed to slow the game down. Let's, okay, now my man Scott, he said something about the carries that the, the running back had, right? He 14 carries, 28 yards. But between the guard and the center, he had 16 yards on three carries. You got away from that. Every time you try to run off tackle, he lose four yards. It's common sense, North Turner. I'm going like to call for the, I'm gonna call for the defensive coordinator res- um resignation, man. I'm going to tell you why. Because he only blitzed twice. We got to him the first time. The second time we blitzed, my man Tip, look, the running back, fell down, caught the ball. But guess what? He had nobody to, to, to cover him. So that's a, deep, that's a coaching mistake. He had nobody to back the blitz up. I'm looking at the game, man. And the only thing I did was play high school football. It's common sense, Jim. Jack DeRio, he got to go. As simple as that. Little said
1: it. You got it, pal. I, I think again. You, everybody's sentiments are similar along the line. All you have to do is look at the public's uh, opinion. Let's get Roy and Brunswick in here before the break with Jay Gruden coming up top of the hour. Go ahead, Roy.
5: Hey, happy birthday, Chris! Probably going to cut me Thanks, off because I'm close to 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> look at that.
2: <laughs>
1: oh no, Roy! Call back. It cut him off.
2: Oh, I mean, he called his own damn shot. His own uh, demise. Roy. How about that?
1: Our, uh, call, we'll get, we'll get our callers here. are even hip to it now,
2: uh, right? Exactly. I, again, just proving that the you know,
1: Roy, go, Roy, go ahead, man. You you even called your shot. <laughs> I
5: knew it. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Just like I knew we were going to get gouged. You know, on, on the running game. It, I, I'm sure Doc Walker would be sick all day about it, but. Um, it, when you don't, when you get to do exactly what you want to do against the team, and a casual fan can be like, if I ran this team, I would take away the running game, and I would cover this receiver, and I would probably cover this tight end, and they're allowed to do that. It just, it just makes you sick to your stomach. And, and as good as Turner did last week, for him to have, for me to watch a play where John Bates is expected that, to cover, or to to uh, block Hawkinson one on one he should have been chipping to help the tackle, not a, like inside of our own 20-yard line trying to block that monster by himself. There was no like quick wide receiver pop or screen pass game. There wasn't much lateral quick passing or jet sweep to slow down um, their pass rush. And, and like you guys said, just both both sides of the ball didn't perform well at the same time. But, I mean, they knew the defense was struggling. For, for Turner, not to call a, a really quick passing game and to try to think that he was going to be able to have some success with like a five-step drop and, and that, that Carson was just going to have time, that's when he starts fumbling and hangs on to the ball too much. So it's like even on offense, we put ourselves in predicaments to where the the opportunity to turn it over to them when we knew we couldn't stop them um, you know, it, it just was pitiful. And, and they tried to put in a backup linebacker for one play and got gouged for like a 40. I think, it, I don't remember if it was Mayo or who it was, but I noticed they did put a backup linebacker in for one play and it was miserable. So yeah, they put the in Mayo. Those from two top- just, yeah. yeah.
2: Mayo was in and out of there. Uh, you know, look, they're just mixing and matching, uh, quite honestly, and just trying to not put it all on Jamin Davis. You know what? Uh, listen, Jamin Davis was far, 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 far from the problem yesterday. He was probably, and uh, again, may, maybe maybe the analytics and PFF will tell me otherwise. I don't know. I didn't see a better individual defender on the field yesterday than Jamin Davis. He made a second down run stop on the first and goal uh, sequence where they stopped them. He was also very much involved in the third down pass coverage, even though it was on the other side of the field. He was covering two defenders in part of a pick rub situation when Benjamin St. Juice made a play on third down the next play after the second down run stop. He had the sack on third down for a 12 yard loss on the first series. He had the pass coverage on another wheel route in the end zone, maybe a, better throw beats him fine but he was much closer than he was against at the end he made four or five plays yesterday and he almost again blew up the deandre swift uh, because jack sent him on on a blitz and he and cole holcomb came in and they almost got there they almost got there but they didn't get there but Jamin davis was far 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 from the problem yesterday
1: jay gruden joins us next right here on the team 980 in the odyssey app